I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the After the Storm podcast, episode 10. Officially a milestone episode. 10 whole episodes. Who would have thought? Not me. Well, maybe, but a more optimistic version of me definitely thought that. But we took a week off last week. Uh, Things got a little hectic, but in a good way. Life is moving fast right now, and I'm happy to announced that I'm in a really good place right now. It feels like a lot of things are starting to come into their own. I'm a lot more energetic and I you know, have much more of a routine these days and I'm really focusing on me, which is an important thing uh, You know that maybe I wasn't really prioritizing over the past couple of years. But uh, today's episode is a very special one. Uh, this, this is Pride Month. June is Pride Month. And so I wanted to make sure that we uh, emphasize that and so today we have a very very special interview with one of my good friends uh, Fidel we have a great conversation about pride about his story of coming out and about the Winwood Pride Festival that he was just the event manager at and so huge huge accomplishment on his end so that's going to be a great interview that I'm super excited for you guys to hear but before we get into any of that kind of stuff I wanted to do a little quick life update I like to always look back and I like to have perspective on things. Um, we always tend to look back at where we were a year ago, five years ago or whatnot and compare it to where we are right now. It's not always the healthiest thing to do, but sometimes it's nice to just kind of see how far you've come. And so about a year ago, I made what is now a landmark uh, trip uh, to Miami. And I was still living in Tampa. And I've mentioned this story before, but I feel like now is the best time to emphasize it. And so I made this trip uh, from Tampa to uh, Miami just because I was feeling homesick. And within that week, uh, you know, weekend ended up being like more like two weeks. And within that time frame, so much changed. Uh, I came to Miami with no intention of moving back. I was just going to come visit my family and then, you know, head back up to Tampa. But I ended up staying down here. One of my good friends told me there was a position at his uh, marketing agency and, you know, asked me if I'd consider it. I thought about it and then I said, sure, took the interview. And pretty much a year ago today, I had that interview and uh, it went well, obviously. And now I love my job. I've, you know, made strides already and it's been a great ride and i feel like a year ago i was kind of lost and that whole week helped me kind of find myself even if it wasn't at that exact moment the events of that week really helped me find myself and i was able to find a path for me and uh, at least career wise and and with that came so many other elements that those elements of uh, consistency and those elements of having a routine a healthy routine that now have allowed me to do things to focus on myself uh, within that same time frame, a chain of events would lead into building what is now one of the most important friendships in my entire life uh, during that same little time frame. So that's another thing that I'm also very thankful for. And so much has happened since uh, that 
trip like one year ago and it's just funny how one thing led to another and if it wasn't for uh making plans aside from that weekend that i was supposed to be here maybe none of this ever happens maybe i don't get that job maybe i'm still in tampa who knows but i'm very grateful for where i am today and it's nice to just look back on a year ago where i was and see all the growth that i've been able to make and now it just feels right that the 10th episode uh arrives on the anniversary of that trip so it's been great um so yeah i just wanted to put that out there and, and kind of update you guys on where i'm at and hopefully you know i don't know where some of you were a year ago or five years ago whatever but when you have the chance always take a little bit of perspective and understand the growth that you've made uh, even if it's not always so obvious we're all wiser now than we were a year ago or even a day ago a week ago a month ago so it's important to have that perspective and really be proud of the amount of growth that we're doing as people every single day so for those of you that don't know my name is eddie and i will be your host and guide through the after the storm podcast so feel free to sit back relax as we enjoy this journey through self-acknowledgement life and of course music Since we haven't caught up in a little while, uh, music-wise especially, before we get into the interview, I have to at least play you one of the songs that's been on my mind lately. I've been in a really funky, groovy mood, which kind of goes back to where I was at the beginning of this whole podcasting uh, experience. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm still very much listening to uh, Un Verano Sin Ti and uh, the Harry Styles album and a lot of the popular music that's going on right now, uh, you know, aside from my regular music. But past couple of days, I've definitely been on more of a uh, funk kind of vibe, some like retro soul, which I'm grateful two of my friends sent me this playlist and I've been obsessed with it uh, for the past couple of days. So shout out to you guys, you know who you are. Uh, so one of the songs that I found on this playlist that I've been obsessed with is a song called Forget Me Not by... Say She She and Pia Malik. Never heard of these people, but now I have, and I'm going to check into their music a little bit more. But this song is a banger. It's funky. It's feel good. And I would be remiss if I did not play this for you guys. So without further ado, here is Forget Me Not. Oh, baby, keep it 
What's going on, everybody? Here we are with another interview, a very special guest, a very important guest, a VIP guest. The guy was kind of a big deal now. He was a big, he's always been a big deal, but now he's a little bit more of a big deal. Uh, you know, a guy that it's it's funny. I talk a lot about social media and you know some of the negatives of it, but sometimes there's a lot of positives to it. This guy, we go way back, but I wouldn't say that we became, you know, like good, good friends until very recently and i have to thank you know instagram for that we've been able to keep each other's lives and you know stay in contact and honestly one of the funnest most caring loyal people that i you know have in my life right now just a great overall person and just the ideal person i'd love to have on the show for such a special month for pride month uh you know a, a guy who literally wears his pride on his sleeve my good friend fidel fidel welcome to the show Thank you so much. I love that intro. It's the same sentiments. I've never been on a podcast, but here we are. I feel like, ah, oh, that was a great intro. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, brother. No problem, man. Yeah. So before we get into, you know, what we're going to talk about, because we, we have plenty to catch up on. Yes, absolutely. So, for sure. So before we get into that, I always like to kind of break the ice. And for people who listen to the show who may not know you, that, you know, I like to kind of set a little precedent so they get to know you a little bit more before we get into the conversation. So I would like to challenge you to my little podcast questionnaire, a little 10 question. Little, yeah. So, you know, whatever the first answer that comes to your mind, go ahead, say it. No one's going to judge you. Penis. Yep. Some people may judge you, but, but, <laughs> but you know, whatever's on your mind, brother, right? So whenever you're ready, we're going to get right into it. All right. You ready? You're ready. All right, Fidel. Here we go. Question number one. What is your favorite song? My favorite song is As It Was by Harry Styles currently. Great song. Number two, what is your least favorite song? Uh, anything country. Okay. Wow, see, that pisses a lot of people off right there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It just popped your account. They're just like, ah, oh, I'm going to cut this shit off. This guy doesn't <laughs> know what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, number three, what is your biggest turn on in a person? Now, before you answer this, I have to specify because I've had a guest in the past who heard this question and was just like, well, I'm an ass man. But it doesn't have to be physically for them. It could just be, you know, emotionally, just what you like in a person, you know, it could be any trait. So, but it could also be physically, man, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, but just wanted to set that out there. Um, I would say somebody who's like social. I love somebody who's like a social, like interact, like likes to talk to people, a good vibe. Awesome, awesome. How about your least favorite thing in a person? Um, I hate people who complain and have no solutions. I like that. Yep. Number five. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Yeah, that's that's the favorite so far. Everyone yeah, seems to I, say fuck. Fuck is my favorite curse word. Fuck is just a great word in general. It's so versatile. You use it in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number six. What is your favorite movie? Favorite movie. Um. I definitely am a fan of Scream movies, like the franchise. Ooh. I okay. am that. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, I am. Nice. Okay. Number seven. What celebrity, artist, or public figure could you completely live without? I cannot live without? That you, you know, can live without. I can't. You know what? This is going to be controversial. I'm not a big fan of Will Ferrell. I could live without him. Wow. Yeah. Jack Black, out. 
Yeah. Wow. I know. See, a lot of people are going to be like, I'm going to cut this shit. K-Man does not know what he's talking about. Shots to the heart. Shots to the heart. Okay. All right, moving on. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I've always wanted to be like a radio host. Like this, like kind of like gives me that whole thing of like being a host or like those like ASMR people where they're just like, hey, what's up? How's it going, guys? You know? Yeah. You might have fit well in the Power Love Hour era, Final Six. Definitely, definitely. For sure. All right, number nine. If you had one song left to live, what would it be? Uh, Left to Live. Dancing Queen by ABBA. It's a fantastic song. Fantastic choice. I love it. Great way to go out. Yes. All right. And number 10. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? I am proud of you and I accept you for who you are. Love it. Love it. There you go. Some great answers in there. Some controversial answers, uh, you know, but... You always you you like I said you wear it on your sleeve and you're not afraid to you know let people know how you feel. So, as much as you know we're gonna have a little bit of back and forth in the Will Ferrell stuff, uh, I appreciate your answers and your honesty with this yeah. questionnaire. Honesty <laughs> is the best policy, ladies and gentlemen. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, for this, so let's get into it, man. So the first thing I always like to ask people on the show after the questionnaire, and it's a question that we don't ask we don't ask each other enough, and sometimes we get very vague answers, but. I have to know. How are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing right now in this current era of your life? Um, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. I'm doing good. I think that I'm a little bit, um, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. I just finished planning Winwood Pride Music Festival, so I'm a little bit calmer now. Um, I've been living maybe for the past like three, four weeks in high level stresses and figuring out not logistics, but I'm doing all right. I'm, you know, at the point where I'm like settled. Like I have like a festival under my belt and I feel accomplished and I feel well. How are you doing? Thank you for asking. I'm doing very well. Uh, it's interesting because with this podcast, I feel like people who listen to it, close friends or whatnot, they, it's kind of a cheat code because you kind of get a little bit of insight into like how I'm doing, you know, personally. Of course. So I've had, I've even had friends tell me that, that they're like, you know, oh, you know, I haven't really reached out because I listened to your show and it just kind of like I know what I need to know. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But also like you can still reach out and we can still hang out and like have face to faces and stuff. You know, it's a different conversation. But uh, I'm doing very well, man. Honestly, uh, very happy currently. Uh, very consistent with a lot of things. Uh, work, which is funny. A little side note, the uh, marketing agency that I work at currently, Fidel used to work there. So Fidel knows a lot of the people there. Yes, yes. That's mm-hmm. okay. Cool. So, so very small world there. So I'm loving it there. Um, just got a promotion there. So that's great. Oh, congrats. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of good things. And you know, this podcast, this is the 10th episode. So a landmark episode, cause you know yeah. how we are. We- Happy 10 episode. Congrats to you. And I think that us together, or like we've got, we've gone out before and I think we've had like a one-on-one conversation where mm-hmm. I do with what you say that. We don't, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily ask another person like, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Is everything all right? And I think that people have the tendency to not ask because they assume that everything is okay. Absolutely. 100%. And you could just tell sometimes it's just something's off. <clears throat> and then just any normal hangout could turn into like a real life conversation. That that one hangout that we had a couple months ago, right? We had a couple, we, we worked out. Then completely washed it off with a couple of beers afterwards, you know, but we had a really good, you know, one-on-one convo about what we had been through, oh, uh, that, yeah, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, and we can get into some of that a little bit later too if we have to. But you know, it was it was really cool because obviously all you see on social and whatnot, that's that's one part of the equation, but it doesn't really tell the full story. And just because, and you know this as well as I do, just because you look happy on social and just because you're always out and doing all these things, it does not mean that you're happy in the slightest bit. A hundred percent, yeah. Absolutely. So you already mentioned it, and I kind of want to work, uh, I, I mean, I was deciding how I want to like shape this conversation, but because, you know, I'm sure that you're still on such a high from it, I want to start off with Winwood Pride. So I want to ask you, what your role in that was specifically, uh, what it meant to you, and then you know, walk me through the events for anyone who doesn't know what it was about, and just how you're feeling currently after finishing it off, and you know that that sense of not to not to be cliche, but pride that you feel right now after you know, finishing the whole weekend. Yeah, so I planned Winwood Pride Music Festival. It was June 10th and 11th, um, right across the RC Cola lot. Uh, it was basically a two day. A queer music festival, uh, bringing some jaw-dropping, you know, drag queens, headliners, you know, musical acts, dancers, and that process took about like three months to do. My role in particular was just basically the event manager and kind of like overseeing like everything, everything and everything regarding talent, contracts, budget, um, visuals, print. Uh, anything logistical on, on the premise, where things were going to go, how it was going to be placed. And uh, I had the opportunity to work with an awesome team, which is a Winwood Pride team as well. Um, and then we kind of all did like a collaborative effort into making, you know, the festival what it was. Um, I think it was a success. I think that to me, um, it's definitely like a milestone um, or kind of something that I could check off. I said it like in an earlier post on Instagram that a year ago to this day i was at winwood pride and i was sitting at pizza and beer which is a, a bar in winwood and i was watching this thing they do kind of like celebrity death match and it's basically like christina versus britney doja versus nikki and it was just like lip sync battles and i remember telling my best friend that i was like this is so awesome like one day i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna plan a pride festival in my life Fast forward to a year later, it just so happens that it's Winwood Pride. And yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like a a full, you know, circle around the sun, if you will. Um, that, mm -hmm. It definitely me it definitely meant a lot to like do it and see the community come out and like not just the community, but just like even allies coming out and like enjoying themselves, you know, being who, the, who they want to be and really celebrating who they are and joining this safe space and just not really giving a fuck what people think you know i love that dude that's that's amazing you manifested that honestly looking at that moment sitting there and just saying it and in a year you wasted no time how did you even get into like how did that start how did that begin that process how did you even become put yourself in that position to to plan this and be such an integral part of this process so i've been doing events for about seven years and then i've been doing socials i've been doing uh help with some weddings um Pro, uh, non-profit galas, some corporate stuff. And it just so happens that somebody put me in contact with this company and they had hired me as a freelancer. I had done that, that event at that time. And then fast forward, like maybe 10 days later, they're like, Hey, the team vibes with you. We want to give you an opportunity. Would you mind coming on the team? And I had said absolutely hundred percent. Yes. Because I think festivals was my next track in like 
you know, event planning. Ooh. And um, they were like, we want to put you like as an account manager, event manager for Winwood Pride. Would you be interested? Um, it's a partnership. And I was like, yeah, definitely. And then that's where that's where it started. And it began. The process is a lot. A music festival is a lot. Um, hats off to the people that do Bonnaroo, Coachella, Three Points. Mm-hmm. Well, because it is a labor of love and it's a lot of hours and there's a lot of logistics and there's a lot of things that you have to think about that people don't necessarily think about. You know, if people who attended may say it was a great time, but everything in the background is what people don't see. And that's kind of like what I do, all the background stuff. It's a lot of pressure to have on, on your shoulders. I've watched like, I'm a big festival guy myself. So I, I've, and I've watched like documentaries on the, the work that goes into festivals, specifically like Coachella, obviously being one of the biggest festivals of the, you know, in the world. And yeah, it's like you said, a labor of love and, and the amount of hours that people put into it, it's, it's just crazy for just a two or three day celebration of music. But it's, it's way more than that, you know, setting up a, a great festival because anyone could just fire fest that shit up. But yeah, obviously, of course, 100 percent. Yeah, but you don't want to do that. So that's awesome. And I'm proud of you for for, you know, playing such a, a big role in that. Um, and another thing I want to ask is. Obviously, you just you mentioned how much work went into it, how much you know stress you know you had, even if it was happy stress a lot of the time. But I want to know, did you find the time to just soak that in and soak the moment in, just really live in that moment, understand the accomplishment that you know you you were a part of? And did you find time to just like enjoy yourself and have fun out there, you know, and dance a little bit and mingle and be your sociable self or were you more often than not like in that full work mode? No, I think that there was three moments. And now that you're talking about it, like I'm thinking about it, I'm like, what, like where, what moment did I have to enjoy? So there was a first, the first night I met up with the first friend that showed up at the festival and mm-hmm. saw him. And the first thing it's like, I hugged him and then I started to like cry. Mm-hmm. And I was crying, not because I was like, you know, stressed out. It was more of like, I was crying because I was so relieved at the fact that you know this is up and there's people coming in and like you see everything like fully like in full effect and he was just kind of like you know cry if you need to and i was like overjoyed yeah then at that night when i started to see like the production go up and like at night you see it like the glow the lights the effects i was like enjoying the moment because i was like holy fuck i did this i did this with partners i did this with a team like we're doing it we're executing it and then the second night when Marina from Marina the Diamonds, uh-huh. her headliner, sweetest girl, sweetest, 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 sweetest person that you could ever work with, um, she went up and I was stage right on the stage. She sang her first song and then I was just like sobbing. I was sobbing because I was like, it's over. We mm. accomplished it. Thank you so much to everybody. You know, they. there's a reason as to why I did Pride and it's the reason the reason that I said before, you know, people come out to be themselves in a safe space. And when I see that from far and I see people enjoying it, that brings me joy, regardless of like, you know, the hardships that and the bumps that we've, that I've encountered throughout the process, that in particular just highlights everything, you know, seeing someone be comfortable at a festival as a safe space, being who they are is like, you know, overpowers everything. That and that's one thing I love about about like the community is just how welcoming everybody is and just how themselves everyone I feel like you know society today so many people are just afraid to just 
know, be there full and 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 naturally, you know, because people fear that, that that idea of being judged and whether it's on social or whether in person, and they often don't really live to their fullest capabilities. But something I love about like LGBTQ community is that it's just so welcoming and like, dude, like hanging out with you is you're one of the funnest people. I know I'm not just saying that, but like, because you bring that extra energy out of me, you know, like, you know, me and the people that know me, like, I like to be life of the party. I like to just, you know, dance and <laughs> shake my ass and the whole thing, you know, and just whatever. But, you know, a lot of my friends, I love them, but they're a little more reserved. Right. But like, dude, we click, we hate, like we hang out, we click off like so well. And I always feel so like energetic and welcome in that community. And that's why, like, part of the reason why I'm so proud of, kind of the the, the 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 steps and the strides that we've made forward so far as a society uh, in accepting um, the community as well. But that's amazing, man. I, I love that you were able to have that moment. Uh, I gravitate towards people who do extraordinary things. And to me, this is definitely an extraordinary accomplishment. I don't know anyone who's, at least, you know, in my close personal life, who's accomplished anything nearly, you know, as unique as this uh and especially like in this you know music festival space so i commend you I, you know i i have to give you more of your flowers here a whole bouquet i mean whole, you know? festival so at least this is the best that you can do yeah man I, absolutely absolutely so what's next with what's next for you in this like space you just said earlier that this is kind of the next venture you want to you know go into is festivals so what do you what's kind of your plan going forward in that space um, I think I'm definitely going to continue doing some festivals. I'm obviously going to stay at the same uh, job place that I work for. Um, there's like some projects under works, not necessarily like for the LGBTQIA community, mm -hmm. but we're definitely going to, you know, fast forward, do kind of like a recap of what the festival was and then kind of like see the timeline as to how much time we're going to need, you know, to plan, you know, for next year. Are we going to do it bigger? Are we going to do it smaller? Are we going to change this, this and that? So that's that. But I definitely have some other projects that are under the works um if you tell me like maybe you know five years from now where do i see myself i don't know i think i want to maybe venture out and do like like a tour manager type situation mm. the goal is always to kind of like move up and not kind of like move down but also mm. there was a lady who had once told me um at my first job and she's like be a sponge and i said what does that mean what does that mean? what does that mean what does that mean a sponge and um she was just like you know, you're young, be a sponge, soak everything in that you can. And when the next person comes, you know, to ask you for advice, go ahead and give them that knowledge, you know, soak it all out. And I think that always sucked to me. You know, I like to like learn and like grow and kind of like understand the logistics and the ins and out of things and kind of network and get to know people. So hopefully we continue doing that, you know? That's amazing that you said sponge. Literally my my interview for for uh, for WOW, for the marketing agency that we mentioned earlier, I talked to my director uh, and I pretty much said that I want to be a sponge like in this hey. space, you know, and kind of learn all that. And that's what I, I tell that same thing to people as well. Just be a sponge and take as much information as you can, soak it all in and then release that onto like the next generation or the next, you know, group of people who come into that space. So that's pretty awesome that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. I'm glad that you walked me through the whole process. And we're going to tie that back into the conversation a little bit later. But obviously, people who listen to the podcast understand the importance of music. I know that you love, love music as much as, much as I do. I know who rattle off some of your favorite artists that, for the people to know. Oh, my God. I am such uh britney spears stan i could tell you what happened in 2007 i could tell you what happened during breakups i could tell you about the conservatorship i 
Unfortunately, was invited. I was invited to the wedding, couldn't go because of Winwood Pride Music Festival, so I did not attend. But mm-hmm. I flowers. Um, I love. I love any like Dua Lipa's a hit. Harry's mm-hmm. hit. Um, disco. Any of that like old era too. Any good mixes is what I throw. Any perreo music is good. Yeah. Um, like any any good mix, good. Anything. That- I my body somewhat like sway from left to right. Yes, yes, I love it. You may, I mean, I, I got no problem with any of those artists you said. I love pretty much all of them. I love me some old school Britney too. I, I've, I've, I'm not afraid to say that I've done uh, "Hit Me Baby One More Time" at karaoke. It's one of my go tos. It is good music. It is music that has paved the way for other artists that are, you know, you know, Absolutely. for right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, with that being said, I have to ask you. I ask you to bring two songs along with you. So, if you'll walk me through this first song uh so we can play for the people maybe tell me a little bit about what it means to you or maybe it's a song you're really into at the moment um but yeah walk me through what your song is and why you picked it i picked as it was by harry styles i think this album in general is phenomenal it flows so well it's not your typical like you know what he has done before as it was just that lyric of um you know, it's not the same as it was. It's kind of like the repetitive course that goes into the music. But I kind of reflected on my life. You know, a year ago today, I was in a in a different spot, different situation, different situation in my love life, work wise, um, just a different person overall. And you know, it's it, it wasn't the same as it was. And now, fast forward, you know, I'm in a different uh, headspace mentally. Um, work is completely different, you know, physically I'm, I'm different. So I definitely kind of like hits, hits the nail. I, I, I love that a song like As It Was, which I also personally love as well. I, I agree with you. That album is incredible. It's a banger. There's got a little bit of everything in there. Um, but yeah, As It Was is one of those songs that it's the sky, it's a, it's a poppy upbeat song, but the lyrically it kind of disguises the fact that it's kind of a retrospective or can be taken as a sad song kind of you know for you you took you know as it was as kind of you know a life thing right like you know my life isn't the same as it was for others it'll be you know about relationships or whatnot or a combination of the whole thing so excellent excellent choice uh we love harry styles here harry styles for those of you who don't know is my muse i literally in all shapes of, of my life from tattoos to fashion and everything so Fidel, thank you for picking Harry Styles. Fantastic choice. Could not have asked for better. Do we think that Harry Styles is kind of like the Freddie Mercury of our time? Oh, yeah. I mean, so he's got a little bit of like all those classic uh, like British uh, frontmen, right? Like, so he's got a little bit of Freddie in him. He's got um, some Mick Jagger in him, of course. Oh. Um, you know, he loves Fleetwood Mac. So he's got like Stevie Nicks in him. So mm-hmm. there, there's, there's so many. He's just like this like like beautiful combination of all these incredible artists just put into one and you know he's been able to find his own sound so huge fan of harry styles so all right without further ado here is as it was by harry styles let's do it
All right, so that was As It Was by Harry Styles, a fantastic choice, if I do say so myself. So, so, good. That, so good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we talked about Pride uh, and, and the festival and all the work that went into it, what it meant to you. So now let's backtrack all the way back to the beginning, right? Yeah. Because there's been, obviously, your life is taking you up to this you know, great milestone moment, but we got to start back at the beginning. Let's just start off the bat. So how old were you when you first came out to your parents publicly or really when you started kind of realizing like what was going on? I think I, I'm like a firm believer that like you are born versus mm-hmm. you like choosing like that. I'll start off by that because I think that. Yeah, I agree. I chose to be gay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have like chosen to like get bullied or like name called or like i don't even know if i could curse on this i'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I, yeah i wouldn't have been like i wouldn't have asked for people to call me faggot like for like you know just for shits and giggles you know to me I, that word to me i don't say it i don't like it. i just said it right now but mm-hmm. not a fan of it so i came out my the second half of my junior year in high school so i'm gonna say that's 16 or 17 i assume 16 or 17 something like that yeah and um, I am very lucky enough to have parents who, you know, accept me for who I am. I came out to my mom first and it was a little bit harder on her um, because she really didn't understand. You know, she spoke to my stepdad once and she was saying, you know, they, we always talked about if we ever had, you know, um, a gay son or a gay daughter, like, how do we go about it? You know, I still love you for who you are. It was her like trying to understand and really capture what it was, you know. You know, you look, you see all these things like these things on TV and like magazines and you read stuff about, you know, certain things and how the situation is going. So it's understandable that she reacted the way that she did. Um, It was very, it was very difficult for her, but eventually, you know, she kind of eased up to the fact that, you know, I was gay and her place was coming more of concern. Like, you know, are you okay? Are you having safe sex? Have you done anything? Do you want to get tested type thing? Um, So that was that. And then with my dad, I told my mom and then with my dad, I ended up telling my dad, well, no, no, I didn't tell my dad. My dad asked me and he asked me three times and I denied it three times because my dad to me is like my rock. He is like my person. And, um, he asked me once I said, no, second time he asked me, I said, no, 
third time he asked me, I was kind of like, hey, listen, like if you have this assumption of what you think I am, why do you need me to say it? And he's just like, I want to hear it from your mouth. And I looked at him and I was just like, I am. I started to sob and I started to cry. And he just gave me a hug and he embraced me. And he's like, I love you. You know, you are who you are. Um, and yeah, my stepmom, that same day, he told my stepmom, he told me he was in a wait for me. He didn't. He decided to tell her she was crying and she was, you know, she asked me the same thing. The questions, place a concern. Did you have sex? Are you okay? Uh, you know, they were trying to understand the situation at hand. Um, but I'm very lucky enough to say that they accepted me for who I was. Um, and they still do. They support me with every decision that I've taken up to this day. That's amazing, man. It's it's great. Not everybody has that that uh, correct, yeah. Th that that story that you know their parents are welcoming and they understand. And uh, you know, it's it's okay that, that that there's a process there, right? Because you know, it's it's it can be shocking to some parents, right, to hear. But the fact that they were welcoming uh, to you was, you know, obviously amazing. I'm sure it laid a great foundation for you to feel comfortable in that space, especially at home, because you know you mentioned you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier but you know you said that there was you know an element of bullying there so imagine having that and then going back home and not feeling like you're in a comfortable safe space to be you know who you are and you know amongst your parents and the people who you know are supposed to love you more than anything yeah and i think that we were we were like so i know that you mentioned earlier me and eddie uh, went to the same high school so i think i was in that we were in that generation where it was being accepted and we were like kind of like turning the notch a little bit like like you know a little faster and we were kind of speeding things up so it was accepted so like in high school when you go in you're seeing like these guys holding hands and you know you see a couple in the corner it's a same-sex couple and they're like making out over there and then you know the, people are being who they are so at that time i wasn't comfortable with who i was and i just wanted to kind of like be myself because a lot of people assumed that they knew who i was and i still didn't figure it out and there was a lot of like thoughts in my head of like, oh, you know, I was going to church too. So a lot of the things that I was like processing through my mind, I was like, I don't think this is okay. This is what I heard at, at church. I don't think what I'm thinking is right. And there were like times where I was kind of like, damn, maybe what I'm feeling is not okay. And maybe I'm going to be rejected. What if I take that path of like, maybe like ending my life, you know? Mm. And it was, a, and it was a time where I was kind of like, maybe this is the route that I, that, that I should take. And there was times in my life where I was just kind of like, I think this is the right, this is the right route. And I didn't because I thought about like my parents and the people that cared about me and all that stuff. So I came out to feel comfortable with like who I was. And it took me forever to kind of understand even up to like, I could tell you, I came out at 17 and going up until like my mid twenties, I still didn't understand who I was fully, you know, as a gay man. Now, 29, you know, I understand who I am. I understand who I love. I understand like what I like, what I don't like. It is a process, you know? And if we had, you know, normalized it when younger for, for myself, I think that I would have understood that everything that I'm feeling, that I was feeling up until that point was normal. That's, I feel like a lot of people are definitely afraid to, to talk about where that mindset you know can can take you and i i know it was, it was a difficult process for you because even though you came out and were able to start to accept who you were and your parents were accepting who you were that doesn't eliminate that that element of society and how society views you and how your friends view you and how not even just friends but people in high school we're all very we're still our brains are still mushy we're still learning to 
be ourselves and, and come into our own. So even if you didn't talk to person A, B, and C, something in the back of your mind still, for a lot of people, still made you think like, oh my God, I wonder what they think about me. You know, are they going to judge me? So walk me through what your experience outside of home was, what it was like in high school, what it was like in your extracurriculars. Did you find yourself being able to kind of easily transition once you came out or did it was, did you feel like some people were kind of reluctant? Did things change, relationships change, or how did that whole thing work out for you? I don't think anything changed. I remember um, it was high school. I had come out. I had told somebody about it. And then eventually, I mean, it's years past. Like, you know, it's I, at this point, it doesn't really matter. But um, said person said something, and then it kind of just spread around. And then that's where people started to ask me. I think that we all we have this idea that now it's like we assume that somebody is x y and z orientation and then we kind of force it down like their necks or we force it down other people to think this thing and then we want them to kind of like come out and i think that coming out in general is a thing that one must do like on their own regardless if you're right or wrong it's something that somebody should do on their own because you don't know what they're thinking through they don't know the emotions that they're going through so i never like to assume because everybody will do it at their own time whether they are or they're not you know whether they like the same sex what they like whatever they want it is you know the person's doing after coming out i think it was easier because people had that notion of like oh we knew you know we love you all that stuff again high school mushy brains you know we're all young senior year was a blast because people fucking knew Mm -hmm. um and you know that was a time where like you know, I was, I was young, you know, luckily I had, um, I was doing like performing arts at the time at a performing arts center. So that culture, though it wasn't talked about because we were young, you know, it was like accepted. It was like normal, you know, it's theater, dance, like chorus, and you're doing all these things. So it didn't really, really matter. But I think the aftermath was, was good. You know, people, don't necessarily like care and i think sometimes people have that tendency to believe i like oh people are going to care you know people are going to turn their heads but then i came to the realization like it's either you like me for who i am or you like me or you don't like me at all and that's fine you know there's people that are going to come into your life and they're going to stay there and there's going to be people that are going to walk away by the decisions that you make and you know you kind of have to be at peace with that for sure that's so important yeah that to get to that point where you you understand like people are gonna like me people aren't gonna like me you know it is what it is you're not gonna please everybody so understanding yourself and and coming into your own is definitely a huge step especially for a lot of people with that young age in high school teenage years it's difficult you know you have you spend all that time just trying to discover yourself and fit in somewhere but i think the 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 less you try to fit in the more you'll just naturally end up where you're supposed to be yeah i feel like i feel like it's like I felt like I was a prisoner with like my own like feelings and like trying to come out. So it's either be a prisoner to what I'm feeling or, you know, just go out and like be free and like be who I am. And again, like coming out at like 17 wasn't like the easiest thing because, again, you're you're still trying to navigate to figure out, you know, who you are and what you like and what you're doing. Like this is kind of like a new world. It's like you're, you're like reborn again. You're reborn. Mm-hmm. trying to figure out what this new world is you know because you come out you understand what the community is but you don't understand how open how many resources there is there's in the community and you know to this day i learn about somebody or something new you know all the time i'm sure mind so 
not to make you a martyr or anything like that, but you know, you you went through your own process. You know, you you arrived at those really you know deep dark kind of thoughts, right? That you weren't sure what to do next with your life. You weren't sure your purpose. You weren't sure if this was okay. You know, so not to make you a martyr or anything like that, but you mentioned how, uh, at least when we were in high school, we were kind of, you know, turning a knob a little bit and it was becoming more accepted, right? And I think today we definitely have arrived at a point, at least, uh, you know, with the help of you know, pop culture and, and you know, just kind of the, the how more accepted it is, right? I feel people are more inclined to come out at an earlier age, at least in some situations, but there are definitely people who, have situations at home or with their friends where like they still fear it because they feel being judged or they've heard this and that that's kind of turned them off to the idea of, you know, coming out and, and just being openly themselves. So if you had any advice for anyone who is struggling with that and just isn't sure exactly, you know, how to come out or if they should come out, um, you know, if there's anything you can say to kind of, you know, using your experience to kind of, you know, maybe like help them understand the importance of it. Um, I think I would say like in general, just like, I, I always do this reference like every single year. It's like, well, what would I tell like my younger self? And I think that it's a reminder that you are loved. You are loved and you are loved. Like, you know, you have to, once you know who you are and you're like your authentic self, you know, everything will be at ease. And I think that it's such like a, a stereotypical thing that people say. It's like, you know, you know, you get to, you get to pick your tree. Um, we get to choose our family is something that's said like in the community mm -hmm. is, you know, there's a lot of people that are there to support, you know, who, whoever decides, you know, to come out. And that to me is like fantastic. I've met so many people uh, this past year that have gone through different situations, similar situations like me, but everybody has a coming out story, whether it's something that's, you know, very, you know, simple and others are not, you know, the same. A lot of people, like we mentioned before, not everybody has that fortunate thing. So just a reminder that you're loved and, you know, there's going to be people who are going to accept you. There's going to be people that are not going to accept you. And those people that don't accept you don't necessarily matter. You're going to have a ginormous backup, you know, to back you up. And again, it, it sounds repetitive, but like you are loved, you are loved for who you are. I think. Talk to me about the the strides you think we've made as a society uh, in accepting the community. No, I think that I, I've always had like a thought about it. Like, you know, from the time that we were, what, 17, 18 to like now, like we've seen, you know, the legal, uh, the legalization of like same sex marriage. You know, we've seen a lot of like trans visibility now, like on TV and like, you know, social media and like people like embrace it. You know, we've seen more visibility when it comes to like pride pride month and you know it's like an advertisement and just all that stuff we see more visibility with like drag queens and drag culture you know it's out there it's out in the forefront i think that there's a lot of times that people are saying you know it's being shoved down your throat but what about like heterosexual couples like we've seen it when we've grown up like all the time you know yeah and a female like kissing and like this culture yada yada and blah 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 and now that we're in the forefront and, and it and it's like in your face it's either you accept it or like you're somewhat you, you have this discomfort or you're not open to like you know be open to like this new perspective and like you know view on things uh because it's like in front of your face so i think that we've definitely made like a lot of strides in being visible i think that's the answer in general just being visible in general that's huge yeah the, the visibility definitely is is something and you see it 
a lot in not just in person but you know pop culture as well right like one of the most popular shows uh in in the country i think or in the world maybe is euphoria and for people who don't understand the community like watching a show like euphoria especially because it depicts high school kids although they don't look like high school kids that's not what we look like when we were in high school at all we did not look like nick jacobs and zendaya you know or, <laughs> or, but but still uh but just the fact that they're depicting you know high school kids and then you know people who don't understand will look at that and be like oh well you know these like these are they're still so young and all that but what but they're just kind of telling the story of what we already know right what has always been around it just wasn't always as obvious or it just wasn't always as accepted but there's always been closeted gay people there's always been people looking to to transition right like it's it's always been a thing it just we just weren't looking out for it as much. And I think a show like that really kind of puts that into the light. Oh, and not even and just that to take to the extreme. You have Love Simon, Love mm -hmm. Victor, recently just now uh Heartstopper. And it's things that I wish that I had during my time because I could see something on TV or I could read something about it and I'd be like, oh, you know, holy shit, what I'm feeling is normal. Like what they're portraying and what they're showing me is something normal. And I think that people go like south or bend like get their panties in a twist when there it's kind of like oh why is this on why is this on TV like why is this happening because it's something that needs to be normalized you know yeah absolutely it's part of society it's it's just twenty twenty two like we're not here to harm you we're 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 here to like you know have an example to show yeah. like future children or show our children currently like hey what you are feeling is fine you know what you're what you're going through is okay. You know, I think that we have the tendency to forget that when you're a child and you're in high school or you're in middle school, middle school and high school are pretty rough. People are definitely very brutal when it comes to certain things. So when you have these outlets that are like, you know, friendly, friendly for, you know, kids around this time to see, it's it, it just normalizes that, you know, what they're feeling is OK. I definitely feel the same way that you feel there. It just, it's to this day, like, I'm sure it pisses you off too, but it, it pisses me off. Like you said, it's 2022 and it's a thing of like people, like you said, you know, why is this on TV? Why is this there? But like you said, it needs to be normalized. It's, we're just trying to coexist together. And I, and I'll never, I'll honestly, truly never understand what it is that people get so, you know, frustrated over, over, you know, the sexual orientation of somebody else or what somebody chooses to do with their life. Like it does, it shouldn't affect you. And then they'll always look at it. Oh, but what about my kids? Like, what about your kids? Like your kid that this may be your kid. This may be an example for your kid. And you know what, if your kid is gay, like you, you're not going to be able to change that. Right. Like that's just, and you should be able to welcome them, you know, but when you're just hiding this you know, <coughs> very important, obvious element of, of our world, from them right then you're just making it harder for them to accept who they are and then when you can't accept who you are you know it may lead you, it may lead you down a really dark path or you'll never be able to fully be yourself and you know no one wants to live in that kind of that space where you're just uncomfortable with who you are as a person so let's tie everything back together now right so obviously you know you kind of already went into what you know that the festival meant to you what being a part of it meant to you but looking back now at your journey, right, and and of acceptance and 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 who you are, and you know, with your family, with your friends, and just now that you said you're 29, you understand who you are and you know what you like, what you don't like, all these things, right? Like, talk to me about the importance of like what pride means to you, not just as a month, you know, not just as a word, but just like as a celebration, as a community. Right. I think that 
pride in general means to be like being yourself unapolog- unapologetically. And it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, two days ago, I was at a bar celebrating one of the founders from Winwood Pride, um, his birthday. There's a bar called Happy's in North Bay Village. It's kind of like a liquor store, and it's like a it's like a very hidden diving bar, very small. Mm-hmm. Sitting next to a drag queen, um, and I had told her she was. I was like, "Hey, did you have a good time? Thank you so much for uh, you know coming to the festival and performing." And I told her two examples as to why I do Pride, or like why. Like why pride means like means to me. One, I said, you know, the idea that you go on stage to perform drag and be your unapologetic self on stage, you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, with no fear. That to me means the world, you know, because I would never be able to do what you do mm-hmm. because it is a craft, it's an art. The second one was that um, a friend's mom told me that she had come to the festival and she had worn this you know, shirt that said free mom hugs. And it was her and two of her friends also. And she had said, somebody came up to me and said, you know, I really don't have a mom, but if I would appreciate a hug and she had hugged them, you know, we create the safe space for people to be who they are. So to me, pride is just being your unapologetic self and not giving a fuck what anybody thinks, you know? Mm-hmm. It's easy to say this at 29, um, but my 17-year-old self wouldn't have, you know, probably would have been like, you're crazy, you know? You're crazy to to think this. But I I mean what I say when I say that there is a community that's going to back you up. I do mean when I say that you are loved for who you are. And if anybody were to tell you otherwise, you know, know that it's going to be okay. Everybody goes through these bumps. Everybody goes through these hurdles. Um, and it's normal. I think it's like a way of life. Um, but it'll, it, it'll come to a point where, you know, things are going to be okay and things are going to sound, things are going to be normal. You just really have to go through those hiccups to be like, fuck, I finally made it, you know, to where I am. I think that's great advice for like life in general. Cause you know, outside of the, 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 the community and coming out, anyone at 17 going through anything can kind of look at the rest of their life and be like, how am I going to get to this point? How am I going to achieve it with all that I have going on in my background? You know, a lot of us come up from, a lot of people don't know what's going on at home, you know, for, for a lot of people. And it could be hard to really reach that full potential at such a young age. So all those, the glory, success, all those, you know, great moments of accomplishment can seem so far. Um, so I think that's great advice for just anyone in life in general who is kind of struggling with where they are currently. Um, but that's awesome, man. I, I love that you have the that feeling. It's always important to have kind of that reasoning, you know, behind why you do what you do. Because uh, you could just, easy, you, you know, you could have just chosen to be, you know, a quiet member of the community, right? Like, you know, a, a free gay man. But you're like, no, I want to like really just do my part you know to embrace this and to like create this space for 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 you know other people in the community and for allies as well so for the third fourth time and i'll probably honestly for the rest of forever i'm going to continue to commend you for that and just throw your you know bouquets at you for it because it's honestly yeah it's honestly amazing man i'm so proud of you for it thank you you. i'm not gonna cry That's what I do. I have a way. I have a, you know, that's my thing. I have a way with words. And I, and and dude, I, I love it, man. I, honestly, like, 
it's it's just so important for us to you know to to let each other know that the impact that we're having is bigger than just us you know because you could just you could do something and be like wow i did that but a lot of people are so a lot of people you'll never get to talk to that you'll never be able to have a one-on-one -on -one with right are so grateful you know for people like you in positions like that who are able to put things like this together don't cry all right but just i just want to let you know that all right oh but no i'm definitely and it, and it goes both ways i think that us as a society you know me as a, as a gay man now like i'm still learning you know there's always new things that are coming out and i can't say that i'm the perfectionist like now at 29 like i'm still learning you know pronouns and what they mean what's yeah. the difference between that and then there's there it, it, the 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 culture is like growing and you learn every single day and i've talked to like different people too and i think that the reminder is always like as long as you're open to like learn and like understand it's going to be okay people are going to make mistakes and tying it back to what we were saying before like man you are thriving this podcast is great you i know that we talked about it once you saying that you were going to do it look who you are 10 episodes later here you are i mean you're killing it you're crushing it promotion right. i think that's always a reminder too and i think that we usually have these one-on-one -on -one conversations from time to time it's just like we're doing good things you know we're doing good things i agree i agree we we thank you for that and i think we truly have our we all have our little you know our things and i kind of want us i want this to be mine and I, I love having conversations. To me, one of the most important things you do in this life is have, you know, real conversations with people. And so I feel this is a great space for, for us to do that for, for, for anyone and talk about like their story, whether it's a, whether it's funny stuff or whether it's educational, you know, wh whatever it is, right? It's it, it's a nice little space for us because, you know, we a lot of us listen to podcasts and whatnot and watch interviews with celebrities, but we we have things to say ourselves that people within our our circles, you know, in our extended circles can relate to more. And I mean, I'm I relate I you and I would relate more to you know something that we're going through more so than something that Harry Styles is going through. You know what I mean? Like, of course, hundred percent. It's just different because it it kind of gives it that real human element. Like this is oh, this is somebody I I came up with, I grew up with, somebody I can talk to. So I want to always create that that space for for people to do that. So I have to thank you again for coming on the show. Um, and I figured you know it was a great time the timing was perfect honestly with everything that went on we were originally going to do this before uh the festival but i think it actually worked out better this way anyway and plus you were stressed with work and you I had a lot going on it would have asked me that earlier conversation of like oh how are you feeling I would have been like stressed out yeah stressed out let's speed it up i gotta sleep gotta be up in two hours um uh, but no it definitely was um an ideal thing to do it after for sure for sure for sure all right, so there's a question that is uh, on my mind because I have to know this. We'll have to compete one day just to really, just to really get this, get the answer that we're all looking for, Fidel. Oh, I already no. answered. Be already know this too. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know this. Listen, listen. No one in my circle throws down like I do. All right, no one. Okay, none of none of my guys, at least. Right. No, I don't. I've seen your guy. They're pretty, like, they're pretty stale. They're pretty yeah. when it comes to dancing. No, flavor. we get it. Trust me, I could say this because they're mutual friends of ours, too. Exactly. Un poquito. Exactly. So I got the flavor for them. I'm out there. I, yeah. I do my thing. And I'm, a, I'm, I've been a little reserved lately, right? Because I, because past couple of years, I haven't really been my full self. You know, I've been going through some things, right? So that, that, that beast on the dance floor, he's been, he's been kind of hidden a little bit, right? But, He's starting to come back. He's rising up again. And I feel like you haven't seen that yet. 
I've seen a lot what you can offer for them, but I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like in a in a you got served, stomp the yard one on one situation. I think I take you for them. I don't know. You you put you put pony by genuine on, and I, I don't think you stand a chance personally. Um, I would say otherwise. I I don't know. I I don't know if you know what I could do on the dance floor. I don't. <laughs> Tricks and flips I could do on the dance floor. I am very much known to break it down and do a fat rip in between my pants and use peeks <laughs> out, briefs out. So, baby, you know, game on, game on. I, listen, I, I would never walk away from a challenge. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I've been hibernating for a couple of years and I feel like I'm in there. I'm doing my leg days now, so you know, so I, I feel like I got some stronger legs now. I can I can go even further down, right? I don't know that I. I don't know that I'm willing to rip my pants and stuff like that, right? Maybe my commitment level isn't that, you know, far, but I feel like I can find other ways to make up for it, you oh. know, so the same. But I'm just saying, you know, if you want to throw down at a club or a bar, just let me know and I'll meet you there, you know, one, the music, but I will throw down. 1v1, I will, I will, Omarion, oh, uh, you got served your shit, bro, I promise. I like. Will. Baba walkies all the way to the top. Get that whatever they got. What is it? It's a what is it? A trophy? Trophy? Bring that yeah. with me. You know? <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But yeah, man. I, whatever. Whenever it is. Whenever we link up again. Hopefully soon. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's gonna be a, a great old time. Um, as always. As always, brother. As always. All right. So we're arriving near the end of the interview. Right. Uh, so we got two things, two two uh, orders of business to take care of. Number one, I always like to kind of, my guess, a little platform to just say whatever's on their mind, maybe something we didn't go over, right? Like anything that you want to talk about really quickly, whatever's been on your mind. So here's your moment, your platform to just kind of talk and say whatever you want to say. Um, well... Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I was very excited to do this. Um, I think that one of the things that I'd like to remind everyone is just, you know, love one another, be there for people. Just like Eddie had said from the beginning, ask people how they're doing. I think that it is Pride Month. And if you have somebody who is in the community, make sure that they, um, you remind them that you love them and that you're there for them and that you embrace them. If you have somebody who is struggling with their sexuality, be there for them, same thing. Um, it's always good to remind people in the community that they have allies and people that they could rely on. Um, that's always something that, um, I don't know, that I think that I miss saying, you know? I think that sense of, like, comfort really helps. You know, that one person who's there for that one other person who, you know, in the community definitely helps. And when you, as a group, create a safe space for that person, it makes such a huge difference. It makes such a huge difference. Shout out to like my best friends who uh, really keep me safe and embrace me for who I am, even though I'm a pain in the ass sometimes. <laughs> eh, sometimes maybe we're all pains in the ass sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's just it's people, okay. We deal with the messiness and stuff, but they yeah, why we're all a little messy. It's fine. We're all a little messy. Yeah. That's great, man. I, I, once again, I appreciate you being on the show and for being so open and. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we didn't even touch base on. Um, but I really want to kind of keep the conversation, you know, on this. But in the future, hopefully 10s and 20s and 30 episodes later, whatever, we can revisit this conversation, talk about some other stuff, do some catch-ups, you know, and all that, um, and, and see where we're at. I'm glad that you came on the show and that you rep for Pride Month and 
again, so super proud of you for all your accomplishments, what you just what you just accomplished this past week and specifically all the great things that I'm sure are, are to follow for you because uh, you're definitely a very um, driven person. And I see that. And I think anyone who knows you sees that as well. So uh, shout out to you. Kudos to you for, for all of that, man, uh, for sure. Get it. And likewise, you're you're thriving and you're doing it and you're killing it. And if nobody has reminded you, this is uh, the reminder. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. All right. So let's end on a good note here. All right. So uh, we already had, as it was, Harry Styles, that was your first choice. So let's end uh, the conversation with a good one here. So what song, what's your second song that you will be presenting to the audience? Dancing Queen by ABBA. Dancing Queen by ABBA is a classic. It brings the old and the new. It's currently trending. It keeps people on the dance floor. It Everybody comes together. It's just a great song to just, you know, enjoy dance, belt. If you're drunk, you belt. I belt it all the time when I'm drunk. It's just, uh, it definitely is a mood booster. So this is Dancing Queen by ABBA. Enjoy. Dancing Queen by ABBA. Awesome. All right, Fidel, here we go. Without further ado, Dancing Queen by ABBA. Once again, thank you so much for your time, brother. Thank you.
So that about wraps it up for this episode of the After the Storm podcast. Uh, once again, my thanks to Fidel for coming on the show, being so open and having that great conversation uh, about Pride, about Pride Month, about what Pride means to him, and just being open about his whole experience uh, coming out as a gay man. It's uh, it's not always easy for people to have that conversation, especially to talk about it in front of so many people, but um, I'm glad that he was able to do it and share his experience. So shout out to, to him, to everyone in the community, uh, to all the allies out there, to anyone who just understands that love is love and isn't judging people for their sexual orientation or who they choose to be as people. You know, we have this literal one life to live and if we're going to spend it the entire, we're going to spend the entirety of it just judging and focusing on what other people are doing with their lives, then we're really wasting our own. So uh, definitely check in on, you know, anyone who you know, who's a member of the community or, uh, who you may know that may be struggling with it, right? They're not sure. Just always make sure to uh, be there for them, to them you love them because it's definitely important for them to know that. So uh, as we end this episode again, uh, I have to say thank you once again to all the listeners, anyone who has listened to a single episode, uh, you know, whether it's 15 minutes of it or the full episode or who has reached out to me throughout the entirety of this process. Uh, thank you guys once again for the support. 10 big episodes in i can't believe it but i'm super happy with the process so far so of course as always i have to leave you with one more song and kind of keeping on to that same funk soul tip that i had mentioned earlier this song is truly a landmark song for me because on that road trip to miami that i spoke about earlier there's you know i listen to an abundance of music but there was a song during that era that I remember sat very well with me that I loved. It's a feel-good song, and I still love it to this day. It's one of my favorite songs. And I can vividly remember driving down to Miami, high spirits, excited to see everybody, blasting this song, uh, you know, in, in my car, windows down, just cruising and looking forward to the weekend that was to come. And that song is Colors by the Black Pumas. It's this absolutely beautiful song, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to see the Black Pumas live. I saw them in September in Atlanta. I got to meet the lead singer, take a selfie with him, uh, and just an overall great vibe. If you've never heard of the Black Pumas or haven't checked out their music, please do yourself a favor and do so. So as we end the episode and close out with Colors by the Black Pumas, I want to remind everybody to always conquer the day, conquer tomorrow, conquer the next day. Make sure you tell somebody you love them. And I will see you all next week. Peace and love. I woke up to the morning sky first. Baby blue, just like we rehearsed. When I get up off this ground, I shake leaves back down to the brown, 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 till I'm clean. And I walk for hours, be shaded by the trees, by a meadow of green, for about a mile. I'm headed to town, 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 in style. With all my favorite colors, yes sir. With all my favorite colors. 
My sisters and my brothers See them like no other All my favorite colors It's a good day to be A good day for me A good day to see my favorite colors Colors My sisters and my brothers See them like no other Take me to the other side Where the baby blues birds fly And gray clouds, a white walls, a blue skies We gon' fly, feel alright Somebody help me, feel alright Now we gon' They sound like a The least I can say I anticipate a homecoming parade is weeping the gate in the morning, sweet morning, with all my favorite colors right on. All my favorite colors, yes, ma'am. My sisters and my brothers See them like no other All my favorite colors It's a good day to be A good day for me A good day to see my favorite colors Colors And my sisters and my brothers See them like no other Tell me go home, I tell the nurse up I got a feeling I'm getting closer Yeah, I woke up, it's the morning time the Afternoon, the evening, why? Can I see you? All my favorite colors All my favorite colors Right on All my favorite colors Yes, man My sisters and my brothers See them like no other All my favorite colors It's a good day to be A good day for me A good day to see my favorite colors Colors My sisters and my brothers See them like no 